Your favorite Monday pastime. It's another episode of Talk About That. That's right. We're back. Here with Johnny. I'm John. So glad you joined us yet again to all of the faithful listeners around the world. Around the world. Everywhere. <laughs> we, ha- we do. We're in several countries, I think, aren't we? Several would be uh, a really low ball on it, Johnny. We're in. I would say multiple. Many, <laughs> so many countries. We are a municipal treasure. Um, this will come out on what? The 20s? This will come out. Hold on and I'll tell you. I have the calendar right here. Right here on the 25th. Did we ever do an episode where we talked about resolutions? Like whether or not, do you do still do resolutions? Because like this is this is the week of the year where people normally have given up on their resolution. You think so already by now? Yeah, you broke the diet, or you you've skipped at least two days at the gym in a row, which that's the tipping point, right? When you go, okay, I'll skip today because I'm super sore, but we'll go tomorrow, and then when you don't go tomorrow, you're never going back to that gym. <laughs> and you've already paid for. The There's monthly. a comedian used to do a bit about that, Christian Finnegan. I think he said that you can't cancel the gym. Like it's not just that it's hard to get out of the gym. Like the contract. Well, when you cancel your, yeah, it's like you've given up. It's like you've just said, "Look, I need that thirty dollars a month enough that I'm going to embarrass myself by saying, like, I've decided to be a fat person now.'" <laughs> so you don't do it. You don't go to the gym to cancel. You just pay what he called your fat tax. You pay your fat tax once a month <laughs> to be fat. So this is when people normally like devolve into the fat tax element, don't you think? I, I, maybe I passed ten pounds loss this morning. Well, that's great. So you're on the uh, way back. My wife's doing better than me. Like she's killing it. She's doing great. And uh, I am doing 500 push-ups a week. 500. Yeah. So 500 push-ups a week. And do you skip days? Like, do you do a day to recover? I do 90 a day, and I skip Sunday. Can you do that though? Like, is that because so, normally you wouldn't lift weights two days in a row? But like, maybe if it's plyometric, it doesn't. You know, three sets of 30. They're not that hard. It doesn't seem that hard. Yeah. Because I spread it out throughout the day. I don't think it's... Maybe it only is that way if you're lifting like heavier weight. Right. All the like real workout people are like, that's nothing. I lifted my Volkswagen or whatever. But like for me... No, it's just all about... Yeah. Yeah. It just helps. And then I'm eating, you know, keto again. But I'm low fat keto right now. I'm not just like slamming back, you know, sleeves of wings right now. So... Wings come in... (laughs) It's a special place I order from. (laughs) So yesterday though, I'm running. And I'm running 12, at least 12 miles a week. Okay. So that's kind of a regiment. Right now. Yeah. All right, those things. Johnny, yesterday I'm running mm-hmm. in the cold. Yeah. Okay. Got my mask on, all those things. I'm at the end of my three mile. And I don't know how you feel, but with, with my hat on, or like my toboggan or my, my face mask, whatever I have, like I have wireless headphones in. Yeah. But people don't know that. No. So when I ran out of the neighborhood, of course, I encountered somebody. So I reach in with gloves on and have to pull this thing out so that I know in case they talk to me or I want to say hi, right. not being rude to a neighbor. And then it's all, you know, clunky to get it back in. And uh, it's just, and it, you know, it messes with your run because you yeah. you're going and now you're like, okay, hey, uh, yeah, thanks. Yeah, good day. Yeah. It's like in your back end, it takes you another. Who's talking to you? People walking on the street. Oh, so you could just wave, assuming. But what they if they? Say, I was running past them. What if they're like, "Well, a heck of a day we're having today," and I'm like, "Just wave," you know what I'm saying? Like, I, so I'm trying to be available for comfort, like that short, meaningless conversation. So, anywho, happens twice. Yeah, I run past people, so I take it out. I get to the very end, and and there's this. It's kind of in this rural area at that point. I'm way down past like past. I'm like Corps of Engineer land, and there's this house. I don't, I've never seen the house. There's a really long driveway that goes up into this hill, and you can't even see it. And there's mailboxes at the end. So the people drive to the end of their you know, driveway. They drive down just to get their mail? Just to get their mail, yeah. Like, that's how oh, far wow. away they are from their house. That's, so, see, that's... So, of course, as I'm running up, this this sweet little old lady mm-hmm. drives down, gets out. I reach up. I'm like, I need this music for this last, like, 10 feet because it's hard right now, you know. And I reach out. I take out my headphone because I could tell she was talking to me. Yeah. And I said, how you doing? I don't know what she said at first. And Johnny, she says to me, hey, you uh, running trying to get that extra weight off? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This is a woman who, by the way, won't even walk down her driveway. She dares. I said, I'm trying. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I, wow. And, that was and then it. you collapsed. And I finished my run in a in a heap of, of just that shame. Is, that is, man. <laughs> she just drove off. I was like, that's an, I thought she was a sweet little old lady. It turns out she was contributing. John, you're to not fat, though. That's a. My body. Maybe image. as you run, maybe there's a jiggle. I don't. <laughs> I've not seen you in motion recently. I don't know. What's your this jiggle? Is, what is the old jiggle rate? You know, yeah. How long it takes you to. Isn't that your old joke? Yeah. Oh, joke. I used to. You get addicted to the gym because they have the cardio monitors on every heart rate monitors on every cardio machine. So now when you can't make it to the gym, you're addicted, you don't know how to judge your how you're doing. So I've come up with the jiggle rate. It's how long it takes me <laughs> to stop jiggling once I've passed out. I'm at a 45. No. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I thought I thought that is, and I was feeling great because I'm almost at ten pounds and all those things. And it turns out that lady was like, "Hey, fatty." I was just like, "Man, man that is that's tough. Uh, thanks, Grandma." We were talking about Mima. She was kind of like that. You know, she passed. She away had no a filter. Mima had no, no filter. No, Mima may have not been um, all there cognitively for the yeah. last I don't know ten, fifteen years a bit. But she would still speak with you. I don't know. I just think maybe she was just eccentric. That that's the first thing to go though too is like pe- old people's filter is just different. You know, they just feel like they can say what they want. Remember Uncle Leo from Seinfeld? He would just steal things. People just steal when you're old because they just be like, I'm old. You can always get away with it. You get away with more when you're older is what I guess I'm saying. (laughs) People just go, ah, some old guy, whatever he wants to say. (laughs) I'm going to take full advantage. I can't wait to be old. Uh, Well, you're getting there. Thank you. Uh, Just kidding. But Meemaw would be like, Laura and I were laughing, like she would say, apparently this was a song. My mom told me this week. I didn't realize this was a song. Mm -hmm. Like one time to Laura... Laura had been working out, and she was, you know, Laura's very attractive. I, I can say that. You can't. And uh, Meemaw goes, Laura, you're looking, uh, what was it, uh, round stacked and firmly packed, round packed and firmly stacked or something like and Wow. I, I think there was some song. I was like, Meemaw, that's a little inappropriate, I yeah. think, you know, because uh, it was like a, I don't know. His mom says she thinks it's some song. From I don't, the 60s you sure it's a song? I've never heard that know, song. I don't know. If she'd said she's mighty, mighty, letting it all hang out. <laughs> She's a brick house. Anyway, and then then she turns to me, yeah, and she says she pulls up my shirt. Oh no! To pat my belly because I had an extra bowl of ice cream that night. You know, <sighs> now you think you should be having that? So apparently, like older ladies like to point out, wow, the fact that I have had a little pudginess. This is, so you're uh, under attack, bro. <laughs> I don't apologize. I think I think you look great, John. Well, thanks, Johnny. You know, I support you and any endeavor, your future endeavors. But it is. This is the tipping point for a lot of people. And so, I go to the gym pretty regularly now. I've been. We've hung in. We've done really well, and we work out every day. But like, I hate the idea of like making fun of people who are what they call the resolution people. Yeah. You know, the gyms fill up. Right. Uh, these people will be gone three weeks. Yeah, like that's not what I'm yeah. trying to do. Yeah. Hey, listen. Whatever. If you're starting from scratch and you're trying to turn over a new leaf. I'm on your side, bro. Get out there, sis. Get out there and do it. Because <laughs> I was, I was uh, there I, and, and still there in a lot of ways. Because it's hard. you got to just make yourself go. You, uh, yeah, build, there's, you there, build the habit, right? There's a real shame that we all feel when we have to restart. Yeah. You know, it's a real like, oh, I should have never stopped. And it's like life has all, people who never stop. Mm. And never have to restart. Mm. They're probably not healthy either. Like I know a few people like that. They're addicted to their workout. Sure, that's and, a thing. And like it's almost bondage the way that they eat. Like yeah. they can never have a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're you can tell when somebody's it. on the treadmill because it's like they're on the treadmill, and then you can see when someone is just like running from death. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're just like this is what I have to do yeah. to run from death. And that's not living either. Like at some point, again, it's back to feasting, Johnny. We talked about it. There's so I feasted from October I, to December. I. Feast on the treadmill. I've got a chicken leg in each hand, and that's how I do it. So do you guys have an air fryer? We do. Do you use it a lot? We don't. We did that uh, when we first got it, and uh, we we did wings the other night, though, for the first time, and they were oh, really good. Yeah. Air fryer. Uh, I'm surprised you buy wings when you have an air fryer, and Laura loves to cook so much. Well, they're 60 cents, bro. Yeah, but how Laura much are loves to, buy? to cook. Listen, Laura, right now though, yeah. on what she's cooking. I mean, it's a, she works hard and, and she works hard at her job. And then I'm cooks not for us. suggesting that why she should you, have a hot meal for you, ready. That, oh my gosh, like she's Donna Reed. You and the patriarchy, man. I know. I apologize. To, no, I, I. Uh, so I love rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. It, like. My dog occasionally, when he was young, Brutus would get into the jump on the rotisserie, and we're like, "Get off of there, buddy! (laughs) (laughs) That's not for you." And but you know, if you ever let a dog like it's like the thing 
and like he's sniffing at the trash can, yeah. you know, and I think I'm just like a dog with a rotisserie chicken. Like some people take the, they, they cut into the top part and they take the wings and I eat, like I could eat that you whole. pick up the chicken. Like there's so much meat on the bottom of the chicken that nobody wants, you know? Interesting. Like there's so much there. So I discovered if you, you go take, straight to the bottom of the chicken, is that what you're saying to me? <laughs> You no, flip it over. I can the make, whole chicken. I can make like four meals out of that chicken. Laura's like, that chicken's good. We've had the wings. We've had the breast. We've yeah. had the legs. You know, I was like, no, there's so much meat left on this chicken. And she's like, that's gross. I'm like, I don't care. You're so, going for the weird like chewy thing that's like chewing gum on the end of the here's what, the leg bone, you know, <laughs> that you like accidentally bite into. You're like, ooh, what is this? You know, well, I found though, I could cut all that extra meat off the bottom and yeah. put it in the air fryer and mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. Air fryer made it even better, Johnny. And I feel weird though. You know, they have the legs that are bound with that little string, you know? Mm-hmm. It almost feels like this is what they did to this chicken before they executed right. it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think that's not it. I think it's just no. how they package it. But I'm almost like, man, you don't have to bind them. Like, right, and don't remind me of the chicken's travails. Inhumane treatment of the chicken. You yeah. Know, they blindfolded him. I don't know what they did. You don't want to know <laughs> his story. They put stories. a bag over his head and drug him in a, in a <laughs> Jeez, this windowless got, van. This got dark. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, sorry to all the chickens listening out there. So, but, uh, Valentine's coming up. It's time to start planning, right? You can't just, like, drop the ball. It's it's the end of January. This is what a lot of guys you know do. my they wife wait. listens to this. No, but I'm saying, like, do you have a plan? You don't have to tell me what the plan my is. My wife listens to this. Yeah. So, my, va- listen. Do you do, like, a big deal? No. Right, because you have kids now. So Laura and I That's usually Laura and I usually go to dinner. We spend the money on a dinner, a nice dinner together. But going out on Valentine's is a nightmare. Well, I'm not sure we're going to be going out right now because of COVID oh, right. anyway. But yeah. so we'll we'll see what Valentine's holds. Uh, she says that's fine by her. Here's what we've learned about Christmas, Valentine's, all of it. Now, right, is that look, women are liars? When, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to give me anything, sweetie. Let's just we've det- here's what we have is like we're so privileged that it's like. If we really want something, uh-huh. every day is like Valentine's Day. We just go to Amazon right. usually and get it if it's in the budget. And occasionally if it's not. But um, but like, yeah. you know, so there's – we try to – we enjoy experiences. And That's enjoy, why I think I'm hard to buy for and you're very hard to buy for is because we want something, we'll go get it. I already get it, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, unless I can't afford it. Now, I, again, this goes back here because you're going to roll your eyes. I do drive old cars. Unlike you, who's like that brand new GMC out there. That's, that's 2014, John. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, four years newer than any car I have. So, um, John, wow. You, you are, are high rolling on this comedy I am. career. It is, it's, <laughs> let me tell you, it is a great time to be a stand-up comedian in the world. But no, so Sadie, uh, so when she was little, I would take her to uh, wherever she wanted to go, which was always the Mexican restaurant. Yeah. So we dress up. And she goes to her room, and I would always come knock on the door, and I'd have her, like, usually a stuffed animal, chocolates, and some kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And I can't say this because she has friends and stuff that listen to the podcast and everything. So, like, this is probably – she's 12. This is probably the first year that I won't be bringing all those things. I will bring something. But we have her another something that's more for her age appropriate. And then she gets to pick. So it used to be a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. I'd go out. Of course, she was little, would go, would sit, mm-hmm. have a great time, eat some chips. And she was going to bed like 7.30. So we, yeah. were, we were home by like 6, you know, and that was great. So now she um, – the last two years, it's been Cheesecake Factory. Mm. That's where she goes. And then we like walk around and do others. Like one – I think we ended up – one time I took her down to the, to the uh, Parthenon. We walked around there. Like so she's old enough. We go do some cool stuff. You know, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to take her in an afternoon – yeah. We decided, like, when the crowds are down and to be safe and you could distance, you know, we would go in. But everybody's going to be thinking that. No, no one's. Well, now the millions of listeners are going to Oh, it's know true. The They're going to – you've tipped yeah. them off. Oh, my goodness. I, <laughs> how long, John, before – I know you want to think about this. How long before Sadie has a date on Valentine's Day? You know what, Johnny? I don't want to think about this. So <laughs> – That um, day's coming, my friend. Some uh, goofy boy is going to show up to your doorstep. Ugh. I'm yeah. sick thinking about it. You know, yeah, I, I can't. I can't say anything. I can't, I can't say anything. So I would. I would it's em- fine. I would so my cheesecake daughter. factory reminded me. Did you? See, I know there's a ton of like memes and tweets about the inauguration. Did you see the one that said that it's so weird that Joe Biden uh, 
when he was taking the oath, put his hand on a cheesecake factory menu because it had that gigantic, <laughs> that gigantic family <laughs> Bible or whatever. <laughs> and it's true, the cheesecake factory menu is is huge, but uh, it is enormous. It, it, it is it is a vast genre of foods. It is that's that thing. Bible though. It wasn't enormous. just like it was big. It looked like it had like a hasp on it, like it was the book yeah. of secrets, like it was going to have like a padlock on the bottom of it. I was thinking, is that it had lar- straps around it? Like, is it, it, it large print or something? Because the Bible's not that long. Like I was thinking to myself, <laughs> it's a pop up. Uh, it's a lot going on in there. <laughs> That's funny. It's a pop up. I don't think you want to see a pop up of all those stories. Buddy. That's true. Some of those are not made for children's pop ups. So. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, which um, we're we're reading through the Bible right now, our community group mm-hmm. through the Bible recap. By the way, everybody, it's a really great uh, podcast. It's Tara Lee Cobble. Oh, you told me about this. It. Yeah, yeah. So you you use the Bible app. I'm behind now. I need to get it's on okay. it. You can start wherever, wherever, Johnny. You can start it's wherever not, you are, and then <laughs> there's restart. grace for you. It's okay, but it's got you go. You use the U version for the reading. Yeah, and I usually put it on audio and then read along as they're reading to me. Who's the voice? Who? What does it sound like? It's ESV. You can pick whatever version you want. Ah, uh, but you can't pick like a deeper voice or yeah, James, James Earl Jones. Laura uses like a I don't know which one she reads, but it's it's dramatic readings. It has yeah. like some music in the background. If they're like in a battle, it's like you hear these epic strings. Oh, and okay, stuff. I like yeah, that. She's got stuff. I just I just listen to the. If I had my Brothers, it'd be a British accent, just like my Siri. Uh-huh. But um, I haven't found that yet. I should go look and see if there's an ESV British Red Bible. But anywho, uh-huh. then you go listen to about ten minute podcasts to seven ten minutes. But it's it's we're in Genesis and dude, I mean some of the stories, man. There's some started in Genesis that because a lot of these read through the Bible things don't start there. They kind of double it, they double back. It did the first chapter of Genesis or so, first or second chapter, and then it went to Job. So it, it okay. is chronological. Job Straight is, into Job. Because Job is the next, it's all chronological. So it's the next oldest book. So they stopped in the story when they think Job lived, which is after the it's flood. It's kind of like when people watch the Marvel movies in the chronological order instead of the order they were released. Yeah. Do you she's, know I'm so far behind? That. I'm not. I don't know. I, I, if I ever had a, a break in writing or something, I really should sit down and just watch all the Marvels in a row. Because I really don't know what's going on. You don't watched, even understand the true canon? No, I don't. Marvel? I watched Captain yeah. Marvel with Sadie last year, and I liked it. Yeah. So that was about it. But but this, dude, the number of times in Genesis that somebody assumed a different identity is, is to, to lie is so staggering. Yeah. Like Sarah acting like she's Abraham's sister because he's afraid that the king will steal her away, and right. he did. And maybe, well, they were half-brother and sister. And apparently, like, she lived as Pharaoh's wife for a while. And all the implications of that, of course, okay. until plagues started raining on them, and Pharaoh figured out that that wasn't right. And then I didn't realize where uh, are these movies? Why do the Bible movies never do well, these stories? There's the reason there's not a pop up. I'll tell you that. And then, and then and then you got and then you got he did it twice. He did it again with Abimelech. Yeah, man, what a great name. Yeah, Abimelech. And it's then, one of those names we just wish. I wish it had made it through. We yeah. need some Abimelechs. It's not too late, Johnny. So hey, it's, it's too it's, late for you maybe, and for me, but uh, for, me. <laughs> for us, it's too late. I've decided <laughs> if only just to name him Abimelech. That's yeah. funny. And then, but Isaac did the same thing with Rebecca. I didn't, I forgot right. that. Yeah, Isaac, no, I remember that. Isaac said, Rebecca, you're too pretty. They're going to steal you. And guess who, guess who took her to try to make her his wife? Abimelech. They think it may have been this the same guy. guy. This guy. He's just stealing all Abraham's family's wives. Man, you learned so much on this podcast. It's unbelievable. And then you got Jacob dressing up like Esau right. to steal the blessing. He just put some fur, animal fur on he himself, put right? Sheepskin. Johnny, oh, I want to know something. How hairy was Esau? That sheepskin fooled a blind guy. That the guy was like, yeah, this is my son. And he smelled him and thought he smelled like Esau. Wow. Esau was hideous. He stunk like a sheep. <laughs> Have you ever touched sheep's wool? My gosh, if you touch the back of this dude's neck, it must have felt... Now, I get hair in the back of my neck. Right. I have to shave it. He was between But this cuts. is crazy. He had to shear his neck, Johnny. The man needed to shear his neck at Esau. It's crazy. And then you get... Again, mistaken identity. Jacob goes and marry. It works seven years, which I don't understand that. Yeah. Why don't you just say, "Hey, let me marry Rachel now, and I'll work for seven years." Stay. I'll let no. me owe you seven years. But he brought up the idea. He was like, "No, no, no, no. Let me work for seven years, and then give me Rachel." And then they switch the daughters, and Leah comes in. It's like I, the number of identity. I can't mistaken. think of anything that I would work seven years for. <laughs> 
You Curry know, is listening to this. You wouldn't work for seven years for Curry? Well, I mean, if... She, oh, my goodness. This is about, hesitancy well, let, let me say this so much. Though. This is about the culture meaning Isaac had to sign off on this, right? Yeah, No, this was Laban. Laban. So Laban had to sign off on this. Yeah. So there's no wedding without the father's blessing. That would, he be, said, that would be true. And he says, you got to work seven years for this. I want to think that, I think that Jacob came up with the idea and Laban I think, to it. not, listen, I, I love my wife so much that I think at that point, I, if they said, you got to, even if it wasn't like hard, this is probably hard labor he did. If they said to me, you got to work seven years at Subway, <laughs> you got to make sandwiches <laughs> for idiots for seven years. I'd be like, you know what? There's other fish in the sea. <laughs> I would have moved on. And you know what? Curry would have probably been better off, John, if we're honest. Wouldn't she? Well, after seven years at Subway, you weren't going to bring much to the marriage. Exactly. You know, I'm sorry to all the Subway workers. I'm just saying that may not be, unless you were the manager. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying because it's beneath me. I'm saying I feel bad for Subway, people who work at Subway, because I know what I'm like in there. I'm like, yeah. hey, you give me a little more turkey? Uh, I, I like the shaky cheese and the sliced cheese. <laughs> you got to do that for seven years for a woman? Did no. you know shaky cheese was my nickname in college? Is it? <laughs> it was that's such a weird. That's interesting. Yeah. No, I don't know, Johnny. I want to work for Laura. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. Well, Near Valentine's Day, now, I'm not putting that dagger listen, out but there you like knew, you But now you know what you have. Then, if, when you were just like, this is going to be good, and you didn't know for sure, like you still have this uncertainty going into your wedding day? I was pretty sure. Seven years, sure, John. <laughs> seven years, seven years at Home Depot. I can uh, I can tell you, Home Depot. I worked at Home Depot. Oh, and I quit. And I was married to Curry then, and I still quit there after two and a half. So if you had to choose between so Curry and Home Depot, to, yeah, you sorry, Curry. Uh, a lot. If I had to be at Home Depot to keep Curry, now if she gave me the ultimatum, look, if it was just get a job, if right. somebody's just like on the couch and she's like. I can't be married to somebody that doesn't work. Like, get a job. It'd be different if you were, like, unable to work. But you can work. Get off your butt. Get a job. You know, that you're losing the respect of your wife then. Okay, that's one thing. This is like a dude holding it over your head saying, like, hey, see my hot daughter? <laughs> Seven years at Amber Crombie and Fitch. Or you can't have her. I'd be like, I'm not folding sweaters for this woman. I can't do it. Yeah, Laban was a real creepo. Yeah. Like he, he he's the problem in the story is what I guess I'm well, saying. Well, there's a lot of problems. Like here's here's like for example, we all blame Jacob, right, for being the deceiver. And certainly he was, Johnny. Mm-hmm. But Rebecca, his mom, it was her idea to deceive Isaac, her husband. Isn't it always the way? Oh, my goodness. Like, she's the one that said, let's, hey, go in there and I'll go make his favorite meal and blah, 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 blah. And then but he went along with it. But would he have been disobeying his mother yeah. to not be deceptive? Let that theological atom be split inside of you. And then, mm-hmm. this is something that the podcast says is really interesting. It's a possibility that Isaac, by trying to give the blessing to Esau, was actually being disobedient to God if he knew that God had said early on that Jacob would be the one with the blessing. Remember, because he said that when they were twins. Oh, right, yeah. But there's a possibility that God only said that to to Rebecca because she's the one who said, what's wrong? Something feels wrong. It may have been, by the way, the first time in history there was twins. We're not sure. She felt something was weird with her pregnancy. And God spoke to her and said, you're going to have twins, and they're fighting inside, basically. And and the younger one is going to be the master over the older one. He'll be the one with the blessing that I bless. And we don't know. It's like manifest destiny, like which one. Like he was fighting against this word that had been declared over him, the curse, basically. Right. And we don't know if she even told Isaac or if Isaac heard that word from God. Oh, yeah. So he may have this all this time thought it was Esau because apparently Rebecca and Isaac weren't really speaking or communicating on this stuff. So she's willing to deceive. Oh, it's, all, it's just weird, man. It's weird. And so then, this yeah. is like Real Housewives of the OT. Remember that was the idea we had for the, <laughs> for the OT show? <laughs> it is, man. This is messed up. Oh my goodness! I used to love all your little game shows when you were doing the the. Youth oh right. College. Let me ask you a question. Was one the book of Acts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was a, it was a, yeah, I was. Uh, I was trying to be creative. You just try to keep their attention. Yeah. That wasn't just college group. That was my tenth grade like Sunday school class too. We yeah. would do that. So you're just trying to like keep them for now. You'd be fighting. I have such respect for anybody trying to do youth ministry, college ministry now, because like you're just fighting people's phones now, like. What am I saying that's going to keep you from looking down at your device for half a second? Back, back then, it wasn't even it wasn't as prevalent. Yeah, I really, uh, I really think if I was doing youth ministry today, I may have a put your phone in the basket policy for part of the time. But I Man, don't know. Be, can you imagine? It'd be like pulling teeth, it's like oh, taking yeah. somebody's. 
what's going to happen to it in the basket? Like, they'd be so <laughs> terrified to hand it over. Do I get it back? Yeah. What if it rings? It'd be so, yeah. It is crazy. It's like you're taking their EpiPen. <laughs> they don't know what to do without it. What if I need it? Oh, my goodness, man. I don't know. Imagine well, the freedom we had when when no one could get a hold of us. It was. We didn't know it. We thought oh. we thought we were going to be so much more connected, and now we're. It's too much connection, maybe. Yeah. It's just too much. But it's the it's like an artificial level of connection, maybe. Like I remember going to Iceland in like two thousand one, mm-hmm. and spending almost a month there. And I hardly heard from you either. We were like really close. And you I was didn't like, hear from me at all. Yeah, I couldn't afford to call. I could only call. My, I was a newlywed. And I think I, I got like. A, did I get an email from you? Maybe. I got some kind of something. I, I don't even sure I called her, but a couple times because it was like you know fifty dollars whatever a call, yeah. and and it was just like the idea today. If I went to Iceland, it'd be as if I was here. We could just text and talk the whole time. Yeah, you know, I could show you pictures of everything. You'd be having like an Instagram story a day of some glacier that you went to. Yeah. Bragging about it, trying to get likes. Yeah. I wouldn't be present. I'd <laughs> no. be, uh, yeah. You'd be like, oh, this is going to make the best video. <laughs> You'd be trying to figure out how to make content. Because we're all addicted to content now. Yeah. I will content never fish. forget uh, Aaron Wharton, who's now engaged when he was little. I remember we. Uh, oh, this was like five. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. We, we were like, I think we were at Cheddar's maybe or something. Mm-hmm. And and there was the big fish tank they have in Cheddar's there, you know. And he yeah. looked at it and he goes, Dad. This is almost as good as HD. Yeah, because they had like the, the, the UV light yeah. on the fish to make the colors pop. But he's the beginning of that te- technical generation yeah. that was that, that These fish technology. who are real right. are almost, almost in HD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <He's> so, <laughs> that was when you knew real life was not as good. It's crazy, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Well, we'd be remiss if we didn't at least mention that we had the inauguration. Yeah. And it went off safely, yeah. which is great. Yeah. Because, right. I mean, everybody right. was kind of like clinching, right? You had to be. Oh, I was, like, is my there kid was be? watching it with us, and I was like, oh, man, please. No like, I had to watch because I was like, I want to watch and see what's going to happen. But also, you're like, please let this go off safely. And so I was so relieved that it did. And there were so many remarkable things about it. Obviously, uh, the poem by the Youth Poet yeah. Laureate or one of the Youth Poet Laureates that uh, 22 years old, this, she this young amazing. lady. Fascinating. It was a really cool story that she re- rewrote it the night after the the Capitol insurgents yeah. insurrection that she went and rewrote it all. So yeah. just the idea that she had just like, she was inspired by that to finish. That's so cool. Um, I don't know what stood out to you. I mean, you know, one thing is the pandemic though, there's a lot fewer people there. I think that a lot more people across the country were involved and engaged because of the nature of the, of the pandemic. I know a lot of people put out that they, it's so funny people do this now on social media. They have to put down when they were refusing to watch something or when they're leaving social media, they have to like announce right. it. But there, I had a few of those. Like, I didn't even watch a second of this. Okay, whatever. But I thought, man, as an American, it was, it, our. Uh, it's cool to see like our system is still moving. It's yeah. definitely injured right now. Sure. You can't even call this a peaceful transfer of power at this point because people died. Right. You know, it's a peaceful day. Yeah, it's it a peaceful it day. It a peaceful process. Right. It, it's, it, there's, it's, there's a, a tainted nature to it. But I did, I think it was uh, fascinating to watch. And uh, I, I thought it was interesting too that um, I thought his speech was really good. Yeah. And uh, I've, it, somebody turned it on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. It wasn't Britt Hume. It was somebody. I was like, this, this is the best, Chris best, 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 best inauguration speech I've ever seen. And I've seen all of them going back to John F. Kennedy's Ask Not What Your Country Can Do For You yeah. speech. And I was like, and then I saw the clip that it was Fox News, and I was like, well, this isn't going <laughs> to yeah. land well. I heard he took a lot of shots at Biden the rest of the day after that. Yeah, maybe he did. Yeah, you got to make up for it all. He had to balance it, you know. But But that's um, fine. And again, I'm not in the tank for any political candidate. That's kind of what we were trying to make a point of with our last thing. Is like, well, let's not fall into idol worship of either side. But just the idea of like, if you just listen and you think about some of the things he was saying, like that unity is the way forward and that he did. It was very thematic. It wasn't like a, this is specifically what I'm going to do. But it was very like these are the these are the pieces that we need to make it through this next winter that we're going into. Yeah, you know. Well, again, I know we last episode we were very honest. We thought we had to be, and we gave context to that. You know, listen, I wanted Trump to succeed. Right. When I mean, he got who, elected, who the heck wouldn't want that? I want whoever is in office for the good of the country. I want things to go well. Um, I wanted I wanted his tone to change and for him to come to become more presidential. I wanted. Yeah, yeah. All those things. 
I want that for Biden. I want that for whomever is in office. Um, desire that. I, I do believe that there. I do. I do think that there was a lot of interesting things said, and there's there's a. It was it was it was a historically. I don't mean just like for who it was. I just think every time there's an inauguration, I'm, I'm always fascinated by the history of it and. The, there's pageantry there that represents something substantial. I don't think it's just pomp and circumstance. I no, there's, there's some cool rituals that yeah. we do that mean a lot. Yeah, and I think are very cool. Very much so. Like go I, visit the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. There's there's the yeah, the review of the troops. Uh-huh. And the, yeah, the Commander in Chief reviewing the troops. The I mean, I thought all that. I did like how Biden walked around and opened the car door of his big, huge, like tank limousine <laughs> for his wife. Yeah, they, you're supposed to get in the other side, and he wouldn't leave. You know, you know that that, yeah. that that just cool to me. Um, I uh, I thought the three presidents you had Bush, Obama, and Clinton. Did mm-hmm. you watch that part? A they, little bit. They were standing in the rotunda. We were there last year there at uh, Arlington, and um, I thought that was pretty cool that Republicans and Democrats came together to talk about. Well, and you've seen a lot of them come together in recent history for like uh, you know uh, charitable purposes anyway. You know, yeah. hurricane relief and disaster relief. I think that's cool. Some of that's happening. But yeah, what were you saying? Well, and there are three two-term presidents. Yeah. So they represent a lot of our adult life, all of our adult life, honestly. Right. They represent uh, – because they all served – I mean it's 21 years of presidents standing mm-hmm. there. So that was a – that was a, excuse me, 24 years of presidents standing there, right? Yeah. Yeah. When was Clinton elected? 96? 92. 92. So oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. You had – Yeah, 92. Then in 96, he beat Dole. Yeah. And then straight into Bush from 2000 to mm-hmm. 8 and then Obama from 8 to 16. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you yeah. I mean, that's a there was a lot there, and I think that that we use all these these coined terms that I think can cheapen after a while when we repeat them. You know, bipartisanship or those kinds of things. But yeah. I just I just think that there was a um, if we roll our eyes at the idea that both sides of the aisle are supposed to all be working towards one purpose, which is governing for the citizenry, then I think that we really do lose the best part of democracy. I think that that, that has to be something. It would be nice – and I'm going to use this term. It's not in a religious way, but it would be nice if from an ideological way there was some sacredness to that idea that they that we all yeah. on all sides are supposed to be working for a common good. Right. That should be true of any like government. A little bit of benefit of the doubt instead of just like immediately descending into apathy and, and suspicion. Right. Well, we talked about opposition-based thinking and all those things. And, and yeah. you really can't get caught in such adversarialism that your, your viewpoint doesn't exist outside of a negative expression of your opponent. Yeah. And um, – if you can't articulate your viewpoint outside of taking someone else down, right. then right. I Show me why we should have hope based on your belief, not right. not the world's going to come to an end if you elect my opponent. Like right. that's that's the doom and gloom thing. And, it, and it, the sad thing is, it works. Just like we've talked about, like yeah. why baseball players never want to talk about steroids. They never will say the one thing, which is steroids work. work. That's why I took them. Right. Well, you know, uh, mudslinging in politics works, and that's why people do it. But it it. Over the t- over the course of time, over the hundred years, yeah. it's drained the populace. It's drained us emotionally. <laughs> We're so beat down from it yeah. that yeah, now we participate in the mudsling. We pick up the you know we pick up the dirt clods and sling them at people too. We well, always but. had political infighting and yellow journalism and those kinds of things. But again, we're not trying to go down these paths again. But your, your your rise of social media to make everyone's voice have an equal potential to be heard, no matter what it is, yeah. with really no. There's no consequence, which I believe completely in free speech. I just believe constitutionally you have the freedom to say whatever you want or express whatever you want, but you are not free from the consequences of what you've expressed. Yeah. That's why you can still be sued or that's why you can – there's libel right. and slander and all those things. So like there is a consequence to free speech and I think now we're up in arms about there being consequences to free speech. And I think that's – the Constitution never declared that. That's not that's not even logical. Yeah. So I think to say – back to the three presidents, there was for me, <clears throat> I think not just a, a symbol of unity. I think that, that people who have spent this time who had you know, in some ways, in some instances, campaigned against one another and who can stand – and we know that they do a lot of good in charity work and other things. And I've read some biographies on various presidents. A lot – those guys actually, a lot of them, especially by the way uh, Bush – senior 
George H.W. Bush and Clinton became pretty good friends. Yeah. I mean, after they were absolutely political enemies, uh, you know, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, same thing, like completely political enemies who became friends later in life. And there is a, there's something about, I, I, there's something beautiful there that, and, and I do believe anytime you see unity that it, I'm not calling it all Christian. I'm saying that there is no unity in my mind that doesn't originate with Christ. That's his idea. And there is that inherited Imago Day, that image within all of us, even those who deny God's existence, we cannot be created outside of some of the things we have inherited from the Creator. So it's, it doesn't require. It doesn't saying it doesn't. It doesn't require my acknowledgement in order to be true. I think yeah. That's what I'm saying, and we struggle with that relativism today. Truth does not require my acknowledgement of it in order to be true. Um, it'd be. It's better when I can acknowledge it. Because I can now experience the fullness of it. Yeah. So I just think that that unity felt healing to mm-hmm. people who watched for a reason because unity feels healing. That's the way God made unity yeah. to, to be. Well, in the same way that like we think we love a schoolyard fight because everybody gets all excited. But then after a while, like peace, it just feels better. Like yeah. when things can go off without a hitch and you just go. All right. Well, even if I didn't vote for this guy, like there wasn't a bombing, there wasn't a thing. We're going to we're going to move forward. Yeah. We're going to figure it out. Like I just to me it was like uh I could exhale a little bit. Somebody said Laura read me a quote. Somebody talked about the poet and said it was like what did they say? Like that we had been we had been dying of thirst and she poured hope out or maybe it was a starving and she gave us hope to eat. Yeah. Like there was a, like it was like a, a, a you well, it's so cool when you see a young person yeah. that has, uh, hopefulness. Yeah. And, uh, while also calling to account a darkness, yeah. but also like, this is what we're going to, this is what, this is the antidote. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. It's good stuff. But leading into that, and I want to talk about this because, I mean, every president does this for the last how many ever terms where they get in, they sign a stack of executive orders. Yep. I don't know when this became. You may know you're more of a, a, a U.S. historian. Executive orders now are just it's out of control, right? They just try to I'm going to undo this. I'm going to undo that. Yeah. And then the other one gets in. If it's another party, he undoes the, the and you sign this stuff off without going through any whatever. Some of it, I guess, is necessary. And then some of it's like, I feel like you should have to go through the Senate and the House. This is the will of the people. You should have to, states' rights should come into there at some point. But I started thinking, because somebody tweeted out, what would you do, what would your executive orders be? And uh, I think they were kind of trying to be a little bit light. And I was like, you know what? I like this. So I started thinking about it. And I started to text you yesterday and say, be thinking about this, because we do very little research for this show. Hey. It's pretty obvious. No. But I actually thought about it. And so today, when I woke up, knew we were going to do the show. I wrote down some executive orders. If I were president, I'm talking about within five minutes, they would, these would be on my desk. I would walk from the rotunda to my desk, and I'm signing these. So Is it rotunda or rotundra? I, rot- it's rotunda. Rotunda. Road. Rotundra. <laughs> That's a... Yo. Toyota. T- Toyota okay. Rotundra. All right, hit so me with them here. These I'm, are my executive orders. I now, some of the, these are in various levels of of intensity and in different categories of life let's start off with something light let's go with sports okay executive order number one from president johnny w yes four point shot in the nba oh wow well they're shooting from almost half court now anyway yeah let's and the the, listen the rules the rules people worry about the numbers like this will skew the numbers steph curry's gonna blow past everybody and he's gonna have the most points who cares the numbers don't matter anymore anyway the legacy the game whatever stop that People, we want people to watch the game. This makes the game more exciting. Four point shot, but I would also say a slam dunk is now a three pointer. Why? Because they don't play defense enough at the rim, and I want to see people going for these blocks. So now a slam is worth three. Four point shot from like just inside half court's four point shot. Wow! Are yeah. You put a box out there. You put or a, a box line? out there. Well, they've done it in one of the the big three league. You know, the little summer league that Ice Cube started. They have a four point shot there. So I would do something similar, How like many a, people a circle. It? A lot of people take them. I mean, there's a few people make them. You know, they got ex-NBA players in that league. Anyway, so that's a quick one. I don't like it. Okay. This one's definitely, and I would really do this in the NBA, 
the single bonus, like in college, give me a one in one. The free throw shooting is abysmal in the pros. Give me a reason. Which to is make crazy. The, it's the easiest thing to do in sports. Give me Why? a reason to make that front free throw shot, and then I give you a second free throw. Don't you, just. You mean they just, don't have? They go no, straight to two shots. Always. Well, they have. A, they have no bonus until like six fouls in the quarter or whatever, and then you go to the. But it always goes straight to double I didn't bonus. Know that. So you get two free throws. Yeah. That's done. Because it's why, one and one at seven until you get to ten, right? For something like that, yeah, they need a single college. bonus. So that's a quick one. All right. Uh, onside kick. It's too hard to do it now in the NFL. So I think you replace it with an t- attempt at a seventy-yard field goal. Yeah. If you're down more than three points, if you make that seventy-yard field goal attempt, you get to kick another one. I could get behind that. Isn't that bad? Wouldn't that make the game more exciting? Except I'd be so mad. Now you just got to put a, the, a great kicker in your team, and you could there, always there's win. There's nobody that's kicking a seventy. A great kicker, John. That's that breaks the record by like five yards. Nah, I think someone's gotten close. It's like a sixty-seven, I think. Seventy-yard field goal, though. But you're defending it. Like it's not just like they just get a free kick. You still have your line like. Is it defended? Oh, it is defended. defended, You're not telling me I'm defending it. You're telling me that the defensive line can defend it. They can defend it just like it's a regular play. You don't just get to like put it on a tee and kick it. Okay, so then then we go into like this is more everyday life. If you say the phrase "working hard" or "hardly working," (laughs) you get one year in jail. (laughs) Uh, You're gonna we're gonna bring back headphone jacks on all iPhones immediately. Because it's dumb that they got rid of them. If you're not a headphone jack person, fine. But why wouldn't it just be there? It doesn't cost you anything to keep it there. They did it to force you to buy their dumb little additive jacks and their little adapters yeah. and to force you into Bluetooth, which has, depending on what Bluetooth you buy, has not as good quality if you're listening to music. I don't like it. And in my presidency, we're going to get rid of it. Headphone jacks are coming back in a big way. Here's one. All right. Individual Yelp reviews. Okay. And here's where it's tied. It's your license plate. Wow, so for driving. wouldn't you drive set more safely if I thought I was getting ranked? I was getting raided. How but are you, you going to stop people from just trolling you? We'll figure it out. We're going to get a system <laughs> in place. There will be a task force. <laughs> Here's one. You're going to have the czar. This one this. happens a lot around Christmas, but it's happening when it's not even Christmas anymore. These porch pirates. They come. This happened with like you know, people are stealing insulin off your doorstep. Felony. It is a felony. You can go to jail for it. But when they get out of jail... They have to wear an actual pirate outfit for six months. <laughs> That's how we're going to know you did it. We're going to see these pirates oh. out in public with eye patches mm. and a fluffy shirt and possibly a trained bird on their shoulder. <laughs> we're going to be like, that guy stole an Amazon package last Christmas. Netflix preview clips are outlawed. You know when you're trying to scroll for a movie? Do you have this on your TV? And it starts playing the first, like, it's on there for half a second, and then it starts playing the preview of the show very loudly. And you can't think straight because you're like, I just wanted to see the info. I don't want to hear the show. Stop it. Actually, the thing I hate about Netflix is when you click on it, and I like, usually Laura is up getting something still, and I'm trying to cue it up. Yeah. And it still has the... See more episodes, that whole thing. Right. You have to wait for it to disappear. Mm-hmm. And the episode starts. Yes. And sometimes it'll start and get into stuff, and I can't push pause until that disappears. Yes. I want to be able to exit that and then push pause. There's a reason they do it, and it's some weird manipulative algorithm thing that says that we watch more and we, I don't know why, but it's, I don't like it. There should be a way to opt out of that preview screen. I like that you're hitting the things that matter. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? This is what you can expect from a Weathington presidency. Yes. If you call me to ask about my car's extended warranty, oh, so help me! You are authorized. You're you're not authorized. You are required to pay for my next car repair. Yeah. If you call me to harass me, first of all, these are all scams. None of these are real. None of these are real. By the way, these car extend your car's warranty. They're all like weird scams. So if you call me and I can trace it back to you, when my transmission goes out. It's on you, buddy. I really do think that the president, quite honestly, or someone out there could do something to actually stop this complete phishing scam. Uh-huh. Our phone's ringing 18 times. It should be. It, I'm sorry. Don't you think this is an assault on capitalism, though, John, when we don't let people just like willy-nilly like force their business When I have already our- opted out and you continue to harass me, you shouldn't be allowed think- to opt out, John. You can't opt out of a television commercial. I cannot turn it off. I'm just trying to give you the devil's advocate argument for spam. <sighs> Well, I'm going to be the attorney general in your administration. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to change some things. That's why you're going to get five stars in my individual Yelp review of you. <laughs> He's a great person. Wouldn't it be weird, though, if you went on a date with a person 
And you then like, before, the you, you're on the way home and you're like, let's see how this oh, plants. You get to look and see, <laughs> you know? This just, uh, that one feels like it could been... get weird if you get like the crazy ex-girlfriend for sure. Yeah. That's just determined to ruin your life. And they're just going to, you know, you know, slam you on the Yelp reviews, create a bunch of accounts. Yeah. Johnny hater one Oh one Oh one or whatever. And now it's like, <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. What else do I got? If you share a funny tweet or meme, this is, this is serious to me without crediting the source. In other words, if you just, have you seen people where this crop yes. out, they crop you out yes. your name and your tag. They just share it like it's theirs. This is the internet is rife with this stuff. Ten hours of community service. If I can prove you did it, it's plagiarism. Yeah, ten hours. I'm not going to send you to jail, but you're going to do. You're going to pick up trash on the street and think about what you did. Yeah. If you're not able to articulate those words on your own, yeah. it, then you should give someone else credit. Otherwise, you're stealing the laugh. You're you're, those stealing. are ill, ill-gotten gains. Yeah. Or you're stealing someone's political rant. Yeah, and, and you sound more intelligent than you are. Mm. If you have to use someone else's words, it's a big problem. Yeah. I sound more intelligent than I am. Yeah. Wow, uh, it's it's not hard. <laughs> okay, finally, I want to do a total revamp of the hotel check-in system. Okay, I book a hotel on Expedia. They charge my card. Yeah, they know I'm coming. Uh-huh. I'm on the way, and they still take. An I hour. get there, yeah. and they go. I go with the reservation. They go, last name, I go, Weathington. They go, can I see your ID? Sure. I give them the ID anyway because they can't spell my name. They're going to get it wrong. And then they type. God, what are they for typing? five Lord, help minutes. Us. Clickety, 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 clickety. Stop it. Yeah. The room should be already. Yeah. You should have my key when I walk in the door. Yes. I've often checked out on the app And don't give already. me the thing of, well, what if you don't show up? We need to be able to sell that room to somebody else. That's when you should go clickety-clackety. You yeah. should have to clickety-clackety if I don't show. Not if I do show. I've paid you. It's See, my room now. Same thing with car rental. Oh, car rental. I don't understand. I've already paid for this. I already had the reservation. You know I'm coming. You know I'm coming. We've already picked which car I'm getting. Hand yes. me the keys. What Thank are you? you. T- I understand seeing my license. If, yes. I did, if I did, let me prove it. on yeah. you. Yeah, uh, maybe yeah. make a copy of it. Yeah, what takes another twenty minutes over there? I don't understand. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it, gosh, I want to see what they're seeing. I, w- I wonder. Maybe there's I wonder nothing. if they're just like it's just nothing. They're just, just like Galaga. It's a, type, it's a typing exercise. Yeah, it's almost like if we let these people through, then you know, Johnny. <laughs> I do think that perhaps you overestimate the reach of the executive branch. Just a scotch, maybe, just a little bit. But other other than that. I'm on board for almost all those. I'm not on board for the four-point shot. Really? I just – or that well with the three-point dunk. I just Is this because you value the records held by – like if somebody just blows past Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for most points ever – yeah, it's I think because it's because they hard. shot four point shot. I can get. I can, it's I'll, hard I'll to give compare. You that. Yeah, I think the game has but history. People already say you can't compare errors because defense is. You know, you can no no hand checking now, so people are going to score more yeah. coming off of. So that's all changed. It's, baseball's changed. Baseball is they love their records the most. They change it the most, and they and it's the least like across the board symmetrical. Like you can have pitchers parks and hitters parks. I can have a home run that's three hundred and sixty feet. And you could have a home run that's 420 feet with a giant green wall yeah. that people sit on top of. But that's still not as bad as soccer where like, hey, w- we may just extend the game an extra 10 minutes because we can. But they say they chose that number based on like time in the match that there was downtime. So they choose that number. It's not just so arbitrary. They say. It is arbitrary because it's should... still in the ref's head. What about soccer goals being worth seven? Do you think more Americans would watch? That'd be great. If it was seven points, it felt like a touchdown? Be great. By the way, I've, I finished Ted Lasso. Yeah. What yeah. do you think? You think it's gonna be another one, right? Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, they, they get relegated. They set it yeah, up, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought it was great. I knew you'd love it. I thought it was great. Again, not endorsing. No, I mean they're not a sponsor. No. That's what you mean. But it was. It was very. It was very. Uh, it had. Lar loved it. A lot of feel good. It's so. I mean, it's. I just love that you can make a show with heart that's not corny. Yeah. Like the bitter British culture all around him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it was very. Yeah. Yeah. It was, we, uh, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to say I don't recommend it because I do recommend it. I'm not going to take responsibility for the language. I'm not going to take responsibility for what your kids say after they watch it. Exactly. <laughs> what does this word mean, Mommy? Uh, don't let your kids watch it. No, it was, it, was, it was good. Yeah. It was good. You know what we're watching now? No. Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah, you're going to love Cobra Kai. You just started season one? Yeah. How, many se- how long has this been out? Well, they had season one and two, which were on YouTube Premium. They were trying to sell YouTube, you know, premium uh, memberships. So they built it as a YouTube show. And then Netflix bought it. Gotcha. Between season two and three, 
they filmed season three, and now it's a Netflix it's like a bunch property. of big actors. I'm surprised it was just a YouTube thing. Like, not that YouTube's. I mean, I get it. YouTube's huge, but it's not like it's your. I don't go to YouTube to watch shows. Well, they were trying to get you to, and now yeah. whatever. But but no, I, I'm fascinated by it. It's great because you know I think the whole thing was built around. There was a couple of articles that came out a few years ago that said, "Was Daniel Larusso the actual bully in Karate Kid?" It was a funny kind of a twist on the article. Like it it made a case that he started everything, you know. And so I think from that idea, they were like, "Let's do a show where we follow up with Johnny after the years." And like Daniel Larusso is this he's a successful car dealership owner now, and Johnny's this down and out, still drives a Dodge Charger. Listening to eighties rock, he's drinking, whatever. So he's that guy now. And so how this moment changed their lives and like, is Daniel the bad guy? Like it's a funny and cool and plus they don't take themselves very seriously in the right. show. It's got the right tone, which yeah. is what you need if you're gonna do an eighties throwback. You can't be like, let's keep the exact same tone as the eighties movies, because now audiences look at that and realize they were kind of corny. But Johnny, here's the one thing about it. They found a way to make it look like Johnny has not paid attention to society yeah. <laughs> since 1985. Right. Like, literally, he yeah. has. He still says he doesn't know what the internet is. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like he was in a time capsule. I guess he was just drunk the whole time. It's kind of what they're I think he asked at one point if they could tweet something and hash brown it. He meant hashtag. <laughs> he, asked if they should. Well, he did say you get your eye computers is what yeah. he said. Yeah. yeah. And, he, and, of course, everything he says is so politically un- incorrect. Oh, yeah. And all he's, this stuff. He's calling her by the horrible names, and, you know. <laughs> It's just like, you know. It's a great show. So, yeah, last night, the guy with the cleft palate came in with the mohawk. Yeah. So, this is a weird moment. I'm going to myself as as a writer. I'm going, did he, it worked. Yeah. Like, his method so far just gave this kid who was a complete, you know, um, he felt like a social pariah who had no confidence. Now he's got confidence, but it's, Johnny, but I, I still feel like, though, mm. that it's being built on the wrong foundation. So, well, you'll have to I'm just keep, sure. stay tuned to <laughs> see if you were right, John. But so, no, it's it's really interesting. Uh, the the music, I, of course, I love the the '80s music and everything. It's been uh, yeah, it's been, man. I don't know. I, I like shows like that that are they do. It's like a touchstone, obviously, to your childhood, and yeah. they're they're playing off that. But I do like that they don't. It's like when they made the Brady Bunch movies, where they kind of made fun of the Brady Bunch while also right. drawing in an audience that loves the Brady Bunch. You know, yeah. I thought that was just the perfect thing to do, and I think Karate or Cobra Kai does the same thing. Yeah, it's fascinating. So yeah, doing Cobra Kai now and. Um, yeah, so it's be good. But uh, well, I, I'm really excited about all the uh, changes coming to your administration. Well, uh, it's going to be good. And, uh, you know, we'll work on the other policies, too. We'll figure out how we can eradicate you'll racism. Deal, and You'll deal with that. We'll Iran, get to that. Yeah. But first, rental cars. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you should be like, there needs to be a position in the executive branch. Yeah. That's for all this stuff. Yeah. Like the, you know, like the miscellaneous czar. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, you right. just for all the stuff that doesn't fall anywhere else or really into society at uh-huh. all, you know, and there's an overreach perhaps, but uh-huh. you're going to go do the bidding of all those things. You're just going to, you know, walk around. What about this? Why isn't there a device underneath every toilet seat where I can just say seat up and then seat down? Yeah. Like, why do I, you know what I'm saying? Why do you got to touch it? Why do I have to touch, why do I have to touch a toilet seat? Yeah. Just to be, like, I was in a, a, a porta potty yesterday on the trail. I was, oh. was there on the greenway and the seat is down. Someone's been in there who was sitting. Mm. And now I either am going to pee on the seat, mm. which is totally discourteous, or I'm going to touch, touch. a seat that might've been peed on and probably was peed on. Right. I need certainly that someone was just sitting on. Yes. Yes. And instead, or I mean, I guess I could have gloves or whatever, but again, I'm going for a bike ride. I don't have yeah. gloves. I need a device to just like Alexa, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Raise seat, oh you know, or it just knows it senses. I don't know how it would sense Our things. level of privilege, Johnny. It is. So... But again, we're, tr- we're in a pandemic, John. I'm trying not to spread my. If I told you, speaking of privilege, if I told you that for the first time in 10 years, my wife is sleeping through the night. Because of? Because of. So she goes to bed freezing. 35 milligrams of melatonin. She goes to, <laughs> she goes to bed freezing. Yeah. And then she wakes up sweating in the middle of the night. So then. Oh, sorry. Right, you told me you got this yeah. device. So she wakes up burning hot, but then she gets back cold again. Yeah. She, so we got a thing that goes around your mattress. And, it's like and a it, topper? It's like it didn't. It, encompasses the mattress. It was okay. quite the complicated installation on the mattress. Now you can buy its own mattress called it's called eight 
It's called Eight Sleep. Eight Sleep. Yeah. Not a sponsor. And so, literally, well, you could have a money-back guarantee. Yeah. And I was like, but she hasn't slept. I'm not telling you, like, my wife doesn't sleep. It's not uncommon for her to have multiple three nights, three hours of night of sleep a week. Like, that's just normal for us. And so, it's very, she just wants to sleep, you know. And, and again, I lay there, and if I'm awake, just like, don't move. You know. Right. She might be sleeping, you know. And so, uh, she had this theory, perhaps, this temperature thing is part of the problem. Yeah. So it has this then hose that comes off the back over to this this like tower. Looks like a computer tower. What? And it's a reservoir. And you put in distilled water. What? And it literally puts water into that mattress thing you just put down. You can't uh-huh. feel the water. Like it's just going through these tiny little capillaries. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like capillaries. And it's now with an app. You can set your temperature. Oh, my gosh. And it it keeps up with your heart rate all night. What? It keeps up with how many times you got up and down, gives you a score every day. And you can then tell it, like, uh, that's not accurate. And it'll keep helping you adjust to get to your best sleep. So she sets it. Like, uh-huh. I get in. It's like I have a heated bed. I turn it to, like, 10. Yeah. Super hot. So at night, we're going to get in to watch Cobra Kai. I turn on the bed. Get in there. It's, like, unbelievable. So comfortable. You feel great in the winter. It's awesome. Then it knows about you set what time about you fall asleep, you know, and uh-huh. I guess it knows when you're still and it says it'll keep it at 10 till you fall asleep. Then it comes down to four. So I start off warm. Then in the middle of the night, like for Laura, then somebody marinates you, flips you over. <laughs> <laughs> it's she knows that she starts getting hot around two or whatever. So, she, you know, what she has it set to like negative four. Oh, not degrees, but that's the setting on the thing. <laughs> and so it cools her at like 2 a.m. So she doesn't wake up. Oh, wow. And then you can set it to slowly get warmer as you're waking up. So in the morning you wake up and your bed's all nice and toasty, you know? Yeah. And he's kind of bringing you out of sleep, though, because it's getting warmer and warmer, you know? Cause it kind of wakes you up softly. Or it has a vibration if you want to set that as an alarm to wake you up, like underneath you. Like what? It'll kind, of, it'll kind of like silently vibrate and help, not silently, but it's like, it's like a big one. It's like a, it'll just slowly wake you up so you wake up rested. And it keeps up with this and, like, gives you all these, like, stats and, and data every day. And Johnny. What if this machine becomes, like, self-aware <laughs> and decides that the humans are the enemies? <laughs> and it, it cranks you up to, like, 65. And it fries us. The yeah. Night. Yeah. It bakes you alive in it, your own bed. It has no control over the sheets, so I think I would just jump out. But, oh. Yeah. But I mean, you're like a frog in a... It's a frog in a pot, right? You're gonna you've laid there as it slowly cranks it up. <laughs> you got like grill marks on you when you wake oh. up the next day. You're like, oh, this thing's trying to kill me, dude. It's been amazing. Like, uh, like a, 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 okay, seriously, to answer to prayer, we have not been able to get my wife to sleep for a long, and long all it time. cost was twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> it wasn't that much, but I did say I don't. Here's the thing: I told her if it works, if you actually start yeah. sleeping in the night. I will pay almost anything. We're so spoiled, though. It's like I get text messages from my vacuuming robot. <laughs> if you had told me that it's sentence so ridiculous. like 10 years ago, yeah, you'll have a robot that will clean your house. And it will send you text messages if it gets stuck somewhere or if you need to empty out the thing. Yeah. Well, I just showed you right before we started yeah. my, my pad here, my Remarkable 2. Right. It is, uh, Johnny, it has been more impactful than when I first got an iPhone. It is that unbelievable. So, because it writes, it sounds like paper. It will read my handwriting, convert it to text. And I've been working on a book. I can turn it landscape and sketch ideas, or not ideas, but concepts with timestamps into my interviews. And then if I find something new that should have been inserted, I can circle it and I can move it across the page, make it bigger. Like, I literally have used it from everything from sermon prep. To, it's like a beautiful mind. You're just like seeing yeah. numbers and spheres and squares. It's like infinite and, windows around me. I can move them wherever I want on this one like path. Minority, the computer and minority report. Remember when he did that? He was like, open this. And he's like moving his hands. Yes. And he's, yeah. Oh, it's, it's what so, you have now. It's what I have. And like, again, and it's a, it's also an e-reader, by the way, but my computer's too old to put all this on there. I got to get a new computer. So you now have a pad that is better software than your current computer well it won't my computer's 10 years old for all of your drunk it's whatever he wants my computer johnny but it has actually <laughs> well, i don't think you're lending any, you're not really <laughs> i just told you your, i just told you magic mattress uh, and the, <laughs> magic waterbed thing that yeah i know because we have it we have it pretty good and listener we hope that you felt like you had it pretty good today <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're sleeping in a pressure cooker 
just like us. <laughs> we do thank you for listening. Uh, send us more of your questions and comments and uh, uh, anything that you're that you're curious that what we might talk about, serious or otherwise. And we're always here uh, to listen the best that we can uh, as those things come in. If they're if they're things we can talk about, sometimes they come in, we're like, yeah, that's probably not the best for for us to discuss, kind of thing. But most of them, we'll give it a we'll give it a go. John. I'm sure. I wonder if somebody sends in questions and then when we don't talk about, it, they think we're censoring them. They feel yeah. I don't know. I hope not. I'm sorry. There may have been one. If if we haven't talked about yours, I did look for one today, and I couldn't find it. If only it was on your magic pad. I'm not sure if it went to an email, to the Facebook, to the... Anyway, I I don't know. Can you send these directly to our trash folder, please? (laughs) Trash at (laughs) talkaboutthatpodcast.com. No, we do appreciate you listening, so make sure you share it, leave us a review, and uh, tell your friends about it. And it's an exciting new year. We're glad to be going through it with you, and we'll see you next week on Talk About That. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hardworking pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com 